everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are doing another timey-wimey episode. It is my morning, my guest afternoon. Ian, Ian, welcome to the podcast, and good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for allowing me to join you. Really yes. looking forward to it. So I am enjoying a nice cup of coffee. Are you enjoying a beverage? I've got a little glass of water just in case. Okay, okay, I didn't know. Sometimes my afternoon guest will, because it's usually on a weekend, will have a a glass of wine or a tasty ale or Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. If I had any alcohol during the day, I'd fall asleep. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Probably not advisable. Yes, um... I understand that. Okay, let's start out. Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, born and bred in the historic uh, city of Lincoln, which is has a beautiful cathedral, an old Roman city, which is about 130 miles north of London. Yeah, so I was born and bred there. Um, when I was about 22, I had a sabbatical from work to, to, to go to London, Ontario in Canada, and which is interesting because the only thing of North America I ever had seen prior to that was on TV. And so I had all these visions of North America through Springsteen songs. And for example, all the American cars you have, you don't get in the UK. And so I get off the plane, I get uh, collected from a family friend in this massive Buick, which is all alien to a, 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 an Englishman. And then I see the 7-Eleven store, which from Springsteen song Racing in the Street, you don't get 7-Eleven in the UK. So all of a sudden, all these images from Springsteen songs were in front of me. So oh, I love that story. That is amazing, yeah. right? You're going, what? Yeah, you just in, in the UK, especially in the 80s, you got to remember, there was no internet in those days. So the only thing, the view of North America was simply through films and television. And then to see it all there in front of me, it was pretty cool. I, I love that. And we're going to get to your Bruce story in a minute. But I always like to start at the beginning. So you talked about growing up in Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, like, what kind of music was your family listening to? What right. did? So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So my parents really weren't particularly into music. Okay. <laughs> in the, you're going to find this very hard to believe. But in the UK... There was a BBC program called Top of the Pops. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was a I have. It is massive program on the BBC. Yes, the been 70s, brought up often by people who visit with oh, us. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in the seventies and eighties, there used to be these LPs called Top of the Poppers, 
And what Top of the Poppers were, were basically people doing cover versions of bands, but trying to sound exactly like them. So my introduction to a lot of, for example, Simon and Garfunkel, who I really like, my introduction to Simon and Garfunkel wasn't their original stuff, it was Top of the Poppers, which okay. is amazing. So these are really cheap albums you could get at, like, Woolworths. Yeah. Uh, but so my parents, like I say, they weren't really, really into music. My father, he liked people like, I do remember he had the Ink Spots, I think we were an American band, he had an album from the Ink Spots, I remember mm-hmm. that. He liked Ackerbilt, who you've probably never heard of. He was a clarinet player. Val Dunican and Doris Day. He was a great fan of Doris Day. Sure. And but the one album he did have, which I really liked, was he had a love compilation by Roberta Flack. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought that was an amazing record. Oh, how fun. So if, if anything came from her parents, it was probably the Roberta Flack album, to okay. be fair. So... Top of the Pops was a big part of you growing up. What other kind of music, what, what other way did you discover music since they weren't big fans? Um, I Yeah, it's, I was thinking it's really interesting. In the 70s when I was growing up and also in the 80s, there wasn't much music radio on. In yeah. fact, they were so against it. You had all these pirate radio stations. I've seen so, the movie, don't know how... It is Radio yes. Caroline, which was based in the North Sea to avoid yeah. the British authorities. So there was Radio One and Radio Two, which were music stations. Radio One was for younger people, but I think it turned off like at six in the evening. So yeah. I used to listen to Radio Luxembourg, which was broadcast on AM from Lux- the, the town, the, 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 the country of Luxembourg. So that's mm-hmm. how I used to listen to music in the evening. What is hilarious is. I never was. I grew up in a small town in Louisiana, and the my parents listened to just country radio. I, yeah. I didn't hear any rock and roll, except if my mom wanted to play a record of yeah. chubby, like Fats Domino or mm-hmm. Bobby Darren. But once I got my own little AM clock radio, I found the local rock station, and that's what I started listening to. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you hear stories of people in small towns where the AM, there are these massive AM stations, like in the Midwest, that have this powerful signal Mm -hmm. that, uh, like, you hear stories that people would listen to the station that originally did the Grand Ole Opry at night because the sound, the radio waves would carry. That's right. Uh, but yours is the first that told me another country. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you wouldn't be able to pick it up in the daytime. It uses right. atmospheric conditions in the evening to bounce off. Yeah. So it, it was only broadcast for, the, for, for British listeners in, in the evening because there's yeah. no music radio. It's hard to believe now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's how it was. So that's how you listen to music. My music tastes were a little different to my peers, actually. So yeah, tell me a little bit. I always used to um, really was into more American artists. Okay. In the UK, there's a, an American chap called Paul Gambaccini. It probably means nothing to you. I don't know. Okay. He's, uh, sort of, he's an adopted Brit, basically. He he did the American charts on Radio one or was it radio two on the bbc so i used to listen to the american charts every week it used to be on a saturday afternoon i used to listen to the american charts and then used to get the the top 20 charts on bbc on a sunday night so i had a 
both in North America okay. and a sort of British view of music, which okay. was great. So I, where my music tastes went, my sister and I, we bought a record for my um, father for his birthday, 52nd Street by Billy Joel. Okay, and I sure. absolutely loved it. It was wonderful. But I was getting to a point where I wanted to find something, some different sort of music. And so I think in the UK, it was all, I think they call it a new romantic, like the Human League or this electronic sort of yeah. music. And but so I used to read Melody Maker and New Music Express. And uh, every, every time Billy Joel was referred to, they used to mention this Bruce Springsteen. Okay. And it's, it's unbelievable, but Bruce Springsteen really wasn't played on radio in the UK. I yeah. never heard any of his stuff at all. Uh, clearly, people knew of him who were in the know, but yeah. I didn't. So I remember it like yesterday. It must have been 1980. I went to Andy Records in Lincoln and I heard about this Bruce Springsteen. Of course, there's yeah. only students, I don't have much money. But I saw, I was going through the records and saw the Born to Run. And that, what an invite the cover is to see Springsteen sure, there. Sure, absolutely, yes. And I love the saxophone because obviously Billy Joel has a lot of sax on his music. Yeah. So I, I bought this record, never heard Springsteen ever. And I put the record on to be greeted by Thunder Road, basically changed my musical life. So cinematic. It was epic. It was like an opera. It was like a, I don't know, an opera. It was just yeah. never heard anything like that at all. And then I think a week later, I went out and started buying every record prior to that, meetings and what have you. But yeah, so that's how I got into Springsteen. Never so, looked back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. 
Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I want to go back to if your dad wasn't that big of a music fan, why were you guys buying him a Billy Joel record? I think he probably liked, I think it was Radio 2 was playing Billy Joel. Okay. I think it was Honesty or one of the tracks from the hits he had in the UK. Yeah, okay. And I think that's why we thought Dad might like this. I quite liked it anyway, the single. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Sometimes we buy a gift for our loved ones that we really, it's for us. It's yes. <laughs> That's great. How uh, cynical, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I've been raising my hand. I'm guilty of that sometimes. So I, I love that. That's a very good Bruce origin story. And you've talked a little bit about it, but if you could expand, you talked about how much cin- cinematic and how much vision, but can you articulate a little more depth why his music spoke to you so much? It, it, it's, it's quite a strange one, considering I'm, I'm British. And like I said before, my only sort of, and it's a, Springsteen is clearly very American type of music. Right. And I suppose that's probably one of the things that gives all these images and visions of North America. Yeah. And everything in the UK was black and white in those days, I tell you. I remember when I first went to London, Ontario and Canada, it was like, gosh, all these drive-throughs, bright lights everywhere. In the yeah. UK, it's shut at six o'clock. There was no drive-throughs. Supermarkets were shut. Nothing to do. Yeah. And uh, so you had all these sort of um, visions of, of America, which I, I loved. And then, of course, you've got the music and the lyrics. I mean, they're, they're epic stories, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And, and then you got the musicianship to back it up. Uh, yeah. It's just got everything. Yeah. The I've talked this story many times on the podcast, and I wish I could find the article. But someone did on a April Fool's Day an article that took the premise that Bruce was a Pulitzer Prize winning writer. And they did a summary of all his books that were basically uh-huh. the names of the albums. Yeah, yeah. And and I said, I'd love to live in that alternate world where Bruce is my favorite writer, not my favorite musician. Though someone brought up yesterday, he said or, or earlier this week, he goes, we did get the stories anyway. They just were in music. And I go, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I think especially. I think especially I feel like Western Stars is a collection of short stories. It is yeah. it feels like it could be written by Elmore Leonard or Zane Gray yeah. or someone. Yeah. I, I absolutely feel that. You're you're a young lad in the UK yeah. finding yeah, Bruce. I was. Yeah. Uh, not, there weren't many people into Springsteen in the UK. He I had bet. a core follow had a core following, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it wasn't I was at school, high school, and I think all my School friends thought I was crazy. What's, what's he playing? Yeah, who's this, this guy? Who's this guy? And uh, but I was going to say about Springsteen. He's a very frustrating artist. I find. Tell me a little um, more. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a book. Sure. Which I bought in 1980, I think, and this opened me to the world. No internet, remember? So there's no Google Springsteen. This book here. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. And what, and what I mean by frustrating, if you go to the back of the book. Yeah. Yeah, the very back. There's a page which says the songs. And yeah. there's hundreds of songs which he's never released. 
Oh, wow. And a lot of them have been released now. But mm-hmm. I remember I used to go down to the Lincoln Market and there was a yeah. guy in a record store, a real tall guy, ginger hair with a beard. Yeah. And he used to sell all these bootleg Springsteen tapes. Yes. So I used to try try and find out all these bootlegs because you couldn't go on YouTube and just listen to a bootleg. You had to, re- if you wanted to do what, you had to really look for it. Yeah. And I had the original studio version of uh, "Because the Night." Oh. And I was thinking that, and how, how did this? What was the management decision not to include that on Darkness? Now I went to a book signing with uh, Steve Van Zant last year. Yeah. Came over to just about 10 miles north of me in a city called Ely in Cambridgeshire. Yeah. And I wanted to, everyone had the hand up to ask a question. Yeah. One question I wanted to ask him was, what was the rationale for leaving some of these classic songs yeah. off the album? Certainly because the night very much fits Darkness on the Edge of Town. It's in keeping yeah. with the album. And yeah. it's just crazy. I don't know well, if it's a, I don't know if it's a marked employee that we all think. Springsteen, oh, he's such a fantastic songwriter. He can give away a yeah. song because you know, I, I, I don't line. think so. In fact, I can't remember which interview, but when they put out the Promise box set, which yeah. is that is a great double album. Absolutely, right? Yeah. You go, gosh, yeah, yeah. all of this, mm-hmm. and it actually. I remember Stephen talking about it. It actually has, it feels like an album. It feels like a series of themes. Yeah, yeah. Unlike tracks is just brilliant, but it is patchwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely, yeah. And Lil Steven said, if Bruce had wanted to, yeah, he thinks he could have been one of the best pop music writers absolutely, of his yeah. generation, yeah, if he yeah. wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember which song, but someone, some song that, Stephen said, we're not giving this one away. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I don't know if you've got to hear, being in UK, there was Southside Johnny, Little Stephen and Bruce doing one of those My Home to Yours, and mm-hmm. they played one of, oh, the, yeah. one of the tracks that weren't officially released. And Johnny's like, how did this thing not get released? And just... Stephen and Bruce are like, I, I just crazy. Didn't. Yeah, crazy. it is crazy. It's very generous as well, because I've got the original studio outtake of because the night yeah i know he credits patty smith with the writing clearly it's a springsteen song and patty smith has probably changed a couple of words yeah on the version i've got he hums a little bit and that's where yeah. patty, but he's very generous to give the writing well, and, and to him though in his mind he is saying that because his mind it isn't finished right it yeah. isn't finished and her making those few changes in his mind oh that finished it in his mind. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, when, so, we're, talk about seeing him live. Oh, You've had yeah, opportunities yeah. now, but at yeah, that age. Well, so, yeah, yeah, talk so to me about I'm, that first experience and then. Yeah, he's brilliant. I've actually, yeah. so I've got on my facts. I've okay. What concerts I've been to. Okay. I know some of your guests have been to like hundreds. I haven't. I've been to about 12 or 13. Okay. And my first concert was Wembley, in, which is in London in 1985. Okay. And where he, I think he opens up with Independence Day. So it was on okay. the Independence Day I saw him. Okay. Just incredible. And his first big concert I've ever been to. I'm quite young. First big concert I've ever been to. And But it was so good. The following weekend, 
I, I play golf and I was in what they call a shotgun tournament where you, all the tees are, everyone's, they're all loaded. Shotgun, you play at 6.30 in the morning and you all get round at the same time, have breakfast. And I was with a mate and I was saying to him that last weekend I saw Springsteen. It was unbelievable. That same day, he was playing round Hay Park in Leeds. Yeah. We got in the car and we drove up, no tickets, and we took our faith in a ticket tout and I got in. And I have to say, Roundhay Park is possibly my all-time favourite Springsteen concert. I wasn't expecting to go. Beautiful setting, beautiful weather, fantastic set list. And if you, again, if you go on um, YouTube, you can see the local news report about Roundhay Park. Superb event. Yeah, and I, it, it's that unexpected. Like, yeah. I, I was in Louisville for a tour, and they had done Shout!, and so the so it was the end of the show and and everyone is leaving the stage yeah right and i saw max give a drumstick to someone in the audience right oh yeah and all of a sudden bruce picked up his guitar and you could feel the band like wait what and they did bobby jean oh yeah yeah one of my favorites. Yeah, and it felt like it's Christmas afternoon at three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon. You're getting ready for the Doctor Who Christmas special. You're excited. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, someone says, wait, we didn't. Here's a gift under the tree no one saw. Oh, wait. And it's not socks, which I love socks, but I'm saying it's a really cool gift, right? And you're like. I didn't expect that. And that one song felt like this bonus. So oh, yeah. I can imagine you're playing golf, talking to your mate, and he goes, and you guys go, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. F it. What yeah. the only thing we're going to lose is time. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, we could have bought a, an embodied ticket, of course. But yeah. we were young. We didn't worry about that. And no. um, it was a fantastic, fantastic concert. Um, like I say, yeah. so I've got some memories of, of, of yeah. The other concerts as well. I love, yeah, I, and I want to hear them, but I do, I love that idea, right? That the spur of the moment, it's, yeah. it's, and it's often, I had Brian on the podcast a couple of months ago, and he talked about, he said, the set list is the final score mm-hmm. of a sporting match. Yeah. It doesn't tell you about the dynamics. It doesn't tell you about the stuff that happened in the mm. match. Mm. It doesn't happen tell you about who was at the show with yeah. you. And so the combination of – I could see why that's your favorite because that would be a story yeah. I would tell all the time. Yeah. That just, hey, yeah, we just decided to go and we went and we got tickets and we got to see and the weather yeah. was beautiful. So, yeah. So, please, tell me some more yeah, so, stories, uh, please. Yeah, you know, some of the stories about his friendships you make as well. So, yes. on the you know, Go to Tom Joe tour, um, it was, again, there was no Ticketmaster. So, you went to the ticket office in Lincoln, you bought your tickets, and often came yeah. with a, a coach trip as well. So, you bought a ticket plus a coach to get down to London. Okay. A coach that goes through every damn village going from Lincoln to London. It must have taken hours to get there, but that's some of the story. So yeah. he was playing, where was it in London? I can't think of the venue. Anyway, so it was in, in London where we're doing the concert, and I was a guy waiting for the bus, and it's an Italian. Okay. Uh, he was on a sabbatical from, there's a tornado, I think tornado pilot, fighter pilot. So he was on sabbatical from the Italian Air Force to the Royal Air Force. 
out of RAF Coningsby. And uh, it was the first time I've ever met anybody more keen on Springsteen than I am. He's an absolute Springsteen nut. As That's Italian awesome. dog, of course. I think the Italians yeah. and the Spanish are the people who, who, who like Springsteen the most, possibly. And so we got talking. We can still remain friends now. He did the tour of New Jersey. He bought the original copies of Newsweek and Time, which are on his wall, which are clearly worth quite a bit of money as well. So he's a real fanatic, but such a nice guy. We've kept in contact. He's now living in, in the Middle East. But uh, yeah, so you get some friendship from it. One of the concerts I've been to, and some of the concerts actually, my favourite have been without the East Street Band. Dare I say that? Is that allowed Please to say? Please do. Yes, I mean, in fact. I, I saw him at Milton Keynes, which was Human Touch Tour, which okay. is absolutely brilliant. I'm going to interrupt you there just for a yeah, minute, yeah. Ian. There, I have had a fair amount of people, not a huge, but a fair amount of people that their first concert experience was with the other band. Yeah. And the biggest thing they have going against them is they aren't the E Street Band. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a yeah. lot of people like, nope. But they were a very talented group of musicians. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear some of those set lists at this yeah. point because you don't hear a lot of those songs no, no, oh it would better days is one of my favorite songs yeah, yeah. and so i'd lose my blank if i'd gotten a chance to hear that yeah, yeah. so yeah i'm right there with you that's yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, some lovely songs on those two albums it's a shame yeah. it wasn't actually combined to one album then it would be an absolute springsteen classic yeah. But it was the way they did it, the marketing yeah. two albums on the same day was a bit of a, an interesting situation, but they did mm -hmm. it. So I saw him at the top Seeger sessions in the NEC in Birmingham. Yeah. It was, again, I had, I was right front to the stage. It was fantastic. The only thing I would say about Springsteen, on a negative about the concert, so I've seen him pretty big venues like Wembley. Yeah. High Park, where Paul McCartney came out, if you're Remember oh, that. you were there that night? I was there. It was so cold and wet. It was yeah. started off nice. And when Paul McCartney came out, the sort of heavens opened. So yeah. um, I wasn't disappointed that the curfew was in place, to be honest. We're all so... <laughs> but, You're um, like, I'm ready. I'm not going to end, but if they close it, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, what I was going to say is, so I've seen him at Wembley, the Olympic venue, Hyde Park. And some of the sound is, is not very good, to be honest. And it's not the band, I'm sure. It's the, the venues where yeah. where they are. As in seated on the River Tour, I think it was, where Springsteen played Wembley and I was in, in, in the seats. And the sound was yeah. awful. It was just, you couldn't, yeah. it was shocking. Which is a real shame. It's not the band, clearly. Yeah. That, that's disappointing, really. But I, I have done that when the only time I've seen Stephen the soul fires club oh yes uh, the sound mix was horrible at the majestic right. i could barely hear his vocals oh yeah yeah just this music and so you hate to complain but yeah this is a safe space ian yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing i do not think bruce will come back to dallas to play at&t stadium where the cowboys play I have heard from multiple people that the sound there is horrible for concerts. Yeah. If he goes, I'll go just to say I'm yeah, there. Of course, yeah. yeah, but it is one of the things that was amazing for my son and I is when we flew up to New Jersey at the end of the second leg of the river tour, the second river, river mm. tour, and we were at the Met 
live stadium that for that second night where he opens with incident and with strings. And my son kept looking at me like, how is the sound so good in an outdoor football stadium? Mm -hmm. But it was just amazing. And yeah, that's, that can be disappointing. So. Yeah, but I talk about Texas, actually, I must say that I don't know if I've told you, I'm in a two-piece band called the Dirty Scoundrels. No, and, tell and, me. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's our band. Mark, my co- my colleague or partner in crime, Mark, Yeah, he actually goes, his office is based, one of his offices is in Austin, in Texas. Okay, sure. And he loves it over there. He keeps on saying, you've got to join me in Austin because the bands are fantastic and the bars. Yeah, they so are. One day I will get to Texas and I'm going to go to Austin. And, yeah, um, Austin is one of my favorite cities. I, okay. uh, I drove down to see Jason Isbell there we are yeah we've just had a great time anytime we go to austin it is a it doesn't feel it feels like a small town even though it's the state capital and people joke about it if it wasn't for dell which is just north of austin and rock the state capital or the university it would be a small town but because they've got all three it ends up being a big town i want to go i want to see the bridge i want to see all these bats fly out yeah there you go exactly yes um, it is but Um, uh, yes i play this two-piece band the dirty scoundrels and so um, (laughs) there are i suppose if you listen to springsteen so long you can't help but some of the influences come out. Like I love saxophone sure. and our tracks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. We have been described as a less energetic and more mopey Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> That's how we've been described, which is a compliment. Yes, if, it if is. Springsteen yeah. is associated with us. That can't be bad. Yeah. So. If you if you have a recording you want to include, I'll include that as a little bonus track on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That, that we could do, do that, a little yeah. bit of you and your mate. No, um, all right. So let's, let's. How many shows did you see in this tour? Oh, this tour is doing. I didn't. Okay, I was, you didn't make um, it in 2023? Um, okay. I went on, when he toured last year, I tried to get mm-hmm. tickets and they're all gone. And if they were available, they're like 400 pounds, which was yeah. $600. No way I was going to pay that. No way right. at all. And I was a bit, I know you've had this conversation with the guests about set lists. So I won't yeah, take no, yeah, no, I, I, that was my next question I was going to ask. I was thinking you, so this is perfect. a little boring. That's a, no, it's not. A little boring, but. I might never see him again. So I have bought tickets for, I think it's June, he's coming to London again. So I've got okay. tickets to see him this time. Still expensive, but yeah. not quite in that realm of £400. Yeah. So I'm going to say, what will be? But yeah. you just fantasise about what songs may or may not come up. And the chances are they probably won't come up, sadly. But uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, I've been on the record. I understand being disappointed but I don't understand being mad. I'm not That's, mad. I'm not yeah, mad. No. Yeah. And I do think that it's interesting. The In his mind, I wonder how, and he's enjoyed the set list. And I we often joke about, like, how do you pick which songs? I know. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be. And, and I, he doesn't do this anymore, but it would be so cool, right, to when he does three or four shows in a row set the experience that every show is going to be different right i'm letting everyone know of course that would just mean that even less people would get to go because people would like oh it's going to be a different set list every night i'm buying all five shows yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. so you can't win so let's talk for a few minutes 
albums and songs and talk to me your thoughts on the covers album and letter to you and, and just a few things about his latest releases yeah, how do you feel he is as an artist the um letters to you i really like actually really like it so there's no issues with that but the only thing yeah. is i like a lot of springsteen fans you're gonna have your own compilation yeah. Like I've got a compilation on my phone because I do a lot of when I go on my motorbike, I like to listen to some music and yeah, I've got a, a compilation. And I have, sadly, there's, there isn't much modern stuff on it. Okay, I, to me, for Springsteen was certainly I've always thought, what's the best? Would how would I rank the the, the album? So I, my thinking is Born to Run first of all, then okay. it's for me probably Darkness, okay. then Tunnel of Love. And so I'd love to hear concerts more stuff from like Tunnel of Love. He never plays anything from Tunnel of Love and some classic songs on there. And although Darkness is my second uh, favourite album, he seems to do the track, a lot of tracks all the time from Darkness. Yes. Of course. Um, so I just wish you'd just mix it up a bit, to, to be fair. But yeah, so yeah, just I think I've liked all his albums. The only thing I would say about him, it's amazing for such a talented songwriter. And fantastic songs. There's always a couple which are pretty, pretty rubbish, to be honest. I mean, I think like Pony Boy, and I can think of others. But I'm thinking, you're such a classic. You're such a great artist. Why did you include them on the album? I know you've got far better stuff you haven't um, released. And I talked about being a frustrated Springsteen uh, fan. I don't know if you remember the interview he did two years ago. He promised a five CD set list from yes recorded. And the eight, what's happened to that? It's just, yeah, it's gone. It's something yeah. is there. What, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. I, my biggest complaint is that I think Bruce and John Landau need to hire a better marketing team. The, and tickets were very expensive and people were mm-hmm. very disappointed. And the idea of making a joke. If anyone's unhappy, we'll give them their money back. Okay, yeah. how will you do that? Which, and I know he was just saying that as it, I'm going to give 100%. And yeah. then I think John Landau's support, even though he, he said it's out of his friendship with Jan Weiner from Rolling Stones about getting off the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I just think that's a bad move. And so I feel like you guys make enough money, you could hire the very best PR group and say, okay, here's how we're going to handle this. Because I remember a long time ago, a Dallas Cowboy player named Michael Irvin talked about that. He says, he said, if you go to Vegas and you lose money, and if your best friend, if your brother took that much money from you, you'd be ready to fight him. And with Vegas, you go, God, I had such a great time. I can't wait to come back. He said, no, it's all how you market. And so Mm. I do think that we could, that even though people would be disappointed, they would be, if we communicated better, it would go better. Yeah. So I used to talk about early, I haven't talked about this in a long time, Ian, you're making me think of other (laughs) topics, is that I had an early guest on and I said, if I had my choice... I would want to show that nothing before Tunnel of Love was played. Just Tunnel of Love straight mm-hmm. through to his last album. Yeah. And he said, and I would be perfectly fine with a show that was darkness and before. And so I'm going to ask you, if you had to pick those two, which one are oh. you picking? 
I don't know. I don't think I say the modern stuff. A lot of the, the new stuff I, I really like. And I suppose we're yeah. going. To, are we talking about going to concert here, or these are just? I've yeah, just stuff, the concert. Yeah. I, I probably want to hear stuff I just haven't heard m- many times played. You mentioned Western Stars. I would love him to play some tracks from Western Stars. I think it's apart from a couple of tracks. I think it's a wonderful album. But and why wouldn't he play it? And so yeah, I I was really thinking that we would get at least one thing. I was thinking Tucson Train because Stephen oh, had yeah. covered it. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people don't like Sleepy Joe Cafe, but I was not a fan of Kitty's Back. I've been very vocal about this. It just it's just not one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard it live, I said I owe Kitty's Back an apology. Yeah, this amazing. was awesome. Amazing. Yeah, this was amazing. amazing live. So, yeah, I think the issue is all of us would pick there would be there would not be a consensus of what song would you drop off the album, which one you put in, right? Because different it's people very, would very say, difficult. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, though we all can agree, New Jersey Devil is not a very good song. Yeah, Night yeah, with the Jersey yeah. Devil. No, and if you love Night with Jersey Devil, please disagree with me. Yeah, if, I, if I'm if it's come June of this year, and I'm seeing Springsteen at Wembley. What yeah. a line here! One of my favorites on the USA is Down Downbound Train. Yes. Absolutely love it. It's the only Springsteen cover I try and sing myself. Just love the song. Talk about cinematic. It's just brilliant. Yeah. Racing in the street. Oh. Again, brilliant. And then you got some stuff like from the box set, like Restless Nights. What a fantastic song. He gave, he, he never included on an album, but love to hear that live. And going back to my youth about trying to find Springsteen rarities, I had to buy a, a Southside Johnny album to get the track The Fever. I love The Fever, the song The Fever. Never heard that played. And again, I'd love stuff from Tunnel of Love, even Nebraska. We don't hear too much Love Atlantic City, but I'd like to hear some of the other songs as well. Yeah, so yeah, that's... I would love to hear Highway Patrolman. I I think, in fact, here's a fun Nebraska story. Friend of the podcast was retiring and it was down in Houston, and he said, hey, I'd love for you to come down to attend my retirement party. And so Lynn and I said, absolutely, because we just love him and his wife. And so we drove down, and it was at a distillery, and there was a cover band playing. And he, they, they did Glory Days. He had asked them, and the guy was oh, reading yeah. the lyrics. Yeah, and yeah. A bunch of us got up and sang with them. So then you were, they had taken a break, and the lead singer came in and said, all right, this is for Dale. And Dale was my friend who's retiring, right? Yeah. <laughs> and by himself, he did used cars. Yeah, all right, yeah. And Dale afterwards said, did you have any money on me having him do used cars? <laughs> no. And it was so, so I was thinking of that, like, how much would you just blow your mind if at a live show they just pulled that one out? You know, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, sadly. But no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But to talk about tracks and stuff, um, I've actually got, did, did a podcast myself. I think okay. it's been during the COVID times when you're trying to keep yourself occupied. Sure. And yeah. I thought, what if I could do a podcast? So I did a, a 10 series podcast called Springsteen and Friends. And basically what it is, it was taking, playing some of the rarity songs 
it's on yeah. Mixcloud. It's the only one I've, I've published on because they they pay for all the copyright of the songs so I can play yeah. tracks. So it's got rarities on it, but it's also got people who have covered Springsteen or been influenced by Springsteen. Mm-hmm. So that's called Springsteen and Friends. So that was good fun. It's a good chance to listen to some obscure Springsteen tracks as well. Are the any of the are the episodes still available somewhere? Yeah, they're still available. It's on Mixcloud. I have I'd say I only did it as an experiment to see if I could do a podcast and see how it I don't okay. know, it turned out pretty well. But it, it is only on Mixcloud, but it's called Springsteen and Friends. You'll send me the link and I'll include it in our show notes. Yeah, and I'll do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that way I can get it. So, I'd love to hear it too. I'd love to. I go, I go under the name of Yellow Belly. Yellow Belly is somebody who's from Lincolnshire. Okay. That's, I don't know how it becomes why people from Lincoln are called yellow bellies. I have no idea, but... Uh, yeah, there we go. Nice. There we that is it. nice. Is there anything I should have asked you that I haven't? I, I feel bonus points that I didn't know you were oh, yeah, what, had done um, your podcast. Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else, really. No, I think we've covered okay. quite quite a bit. I mean, I think so, been, too. Yeah. It's been really enjoyable to well, be able to share my passion for Springsteen. Oh, uh, you know yeah i agree and this has been a lot of fun and i would love in july or after june you come back and tell me how the show was oh i'd love to all right Absolutely. so we'll make that happen all right yeah, do that so okay then before i let you go we got to do the mary question if you guys are a friend of ian's and you're listening thank you uh, he made you all very proud Uh, I end every podcast with the Mary question. And what that is, Jay Armstrong, who is a retired honors English teacher, but when he was teaching, he would give his students the lyrics to Thunder Road, and they would read them and treat it as if it was a poem. They would discuss the imagery Bruce uses, the themes Bruce explores, and then at the end of the class, he would ask his students, does Mary get in the car? So, Ian, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of the I honestly think there's no doubt. She definitely gets in the car. How couldn't she with an offer like that? There you I go. Did, I did, did hear um, one of your female guests several weeks ago was saying that, oh, you, call, you called it, what's, what's the lyric? I've gone now, I've gone blank. You're not, not yeah. looking. So yeah, you're not a beauty, but, hey, you're by it, right. but um, yeah. I, I don't see it like that at all. You definitely get on the car. In fact, I think, I don't think she changed the lyrics, so I'm sure she... In his song, she gets in the car. The only thing which really concerns me is her dress. Yeah. Does it sway or does it wave? I'm, that... I'm absolutely shocked about that. I, all my life, I've thought it, the, the, the dress waved, but clearly I'm wrong. There is a group of fandom that will never give up that it waves. Doesn't matter yeah. what he says. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, so Ian, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way? So don't really do my social media, to be fair. Okay. But we have got our... Dirty Scoundrels YouTube site where everything, the Dirty Scoundrels are on all the download or music okay. file, all on that, the Dirty Scoundrels. Again, it's, it is storytelling, but it's very much sort of UK, British stories. But, but the YouTube channel where people can leave messages is YouTube stroke cotton, which is spelled C-O-T-T-E-N-H-A-M, Cottonham. Perfect. And, and, and I get that name because when I first went on, YouTube when it first set up I happened to live in the village of Cottenham just outside of Cambridge so that's uh, where that comes from so, yeah all right send me all those links I'll include them to the show notes the link to your I podcast will. link to the YouTube channel yeah. guys go listen to it give it a subscribe to the channel let's give Ian a little love Ian this was a blast thank you so much for fantastic. spending part of your Saturday afternoon with me no, uh, yeah listeners go check out 
the website and the YouTube channel. Check out the podcast. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, listeners. Oh, thank you. Be thank safe, you be kind, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. I'm about to name some people who help me keep this podcast going. They are the wonderful members of my Patreon group. I appreciate each of them. You can learn how to be a patron by going to patreon.com, look for Set Lusting Bruce, and for a little as $5 a month, you can support the podcast and get access to unedited episodes. And as little a dollar a month, you get a handwritten thank you note from me and a shout out at least once a month thanking you in an episode. So, Sean, David and Jennifer, Jeff, Sylvan, Liz, Yetta, Steve, Coach Randy, Rob, Bella, John, Betsy, Levi, Liz, Stephen, and Steve, Dale, Terry, Chris, and Mary. All of you are amazing, and thank you for being part of this wonderful group. You know I love you. Trying to find myself Place to call Call home I see you looking Back at me And you beautiful Open head
until the end of time I really want you darling take me please take me Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.